Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Tim Gossage in the chair for this edition of Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to the team at Bower and O'Day. A man who was born in Melbourne, grew up in Canberra, Townsville, Perth, and then settled in Northampton. A premiership player, bona fide superstar of the game. Two-time Coleman medalist, three-time All-Australian. And, uh, well, his list of achievements as an eagle also unsurpassed. Eight-time leading goal kicker, vice-captain, Chris Mainwaring medalist, three-time Glendinning Allen medalist, life member. And then the cherry on top of the cake, a Northampton premiership player, and that is Josh Kennedy, who joins us to talk about his journey over the time in Inspiring Sports Stories. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's been a journey, has yeah, it not? It has. Yes, it and has. You put it all in that little nutshell. You've travelled the travelled the. You've gone Australia wide. <clears throat> yes, I have. Yeah, obviously starting in um, Melbourne, growing up in Canberra, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I suppose mum and dad um, both meeting at the AIS for basketball. Dad was playing. Uh, we end up going for the Canberra Cannons, and mum played for the Capitals, and so a little bit of basketball kind of background there and then um yeah dad was uh went to St Kilda I think he got offered a contract to St Kilda um we had an NBL team there at the time I think he was the captain so uh wanted me to be born in Victoria as well so kind of yeah got me back for a year um but I was uh, yeah only there for I think it was like three months uh kind of that season and then um back to Canberra for yeah four or five years um two sisters were born and um, made our way to Townsville. Uh, once Dad finished up at the Cannons, he played just under 300 games. I think he's he'd be filthy on that that he, he could have got that 300. But um, ended up at Townsville and back over to Perth because Mum was a Belga girl. And um, yeah, Mum and Dad split up when I was year three, year two, year three. And Mum said, "Stuff it, let's get up to Horrocks Beach." So moved us up to Horrocks. Wow, it. that is that is. A so lot. that was all under I was, I was yeah eight the first eight years of my life, and then. Uh, yeah, it's been in Northampton, yeah. Can I ask, your dad, Jamie, who, uh, <clears throat> as you mentioned, very good player and played in a, with and against yep. some of the absolute legends of the NBL. Yeah, yeah, no, he, um, we played along with Phil Smythe, who's obviously the probably the biggest name there, and, um, yeah, he, he always says that he, he made Phil Smythe. He used to be the one who he's pretty good at assisting and passing. Um, dad was obviously the other guard and uh, used to sit on the outrange and, you know, loved his three-pointers, but... Um, yeah, I think he he won uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, I think I can't remember what years that was in the eighties. I think it was just before I was born or around that. And then um, yeah, he won a couple of uh, championships. So yeah, a mullet. He did have a mullet. He did have a good mullet. He was a, was I had a mullet till I was about six. Yeah, it looked exactly the same as him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mullets were in back then. It was uh, par for the course. And as you mentioned, your mum, uh, Jenny, was also playing in the WNBL, which now has gone to uh, new levels. And yep. women's basketball back then probably didn't get the, the limelight of the men's competition. But no. obviously sport was in the blood. And when does footy come? When did footy start to be your passion as a young boy? Can you remember that far back? Uh 
Yeah, so I, I got to uh, Northampton, so Horrocks. We lived there. Started going to school. Um, yeah, it was explain kind of, where Horrocks is to our national audience. Uh, so, well, you got Geraldton, and Northampton's about fifty k's from Geraldton uh, North. Um, Northampton is sorry, yeah, fifty k's, and then Horrocks is probably around eighteen k's towards the beach. So, kind of on the way to Cowberry. Everyone knows where kind of where Cowberry is, but um, as you go on. I suppose the first five k's out of Northampton towards Cowberry, yep, turn left, and yeah, little coastal town there, which is where we grew up, which has been a holiday spot, uh, even though we live there, and yeah, that's what we still go back for holidays. And um, now living in Geraldton, I'm only 35 minutes from Horrocks, so it's it's great. So it's only 35 minutes away from a holiday. Yes. Yes, the best ever. Yeah. And so as a young boy playing footy, I mean, uh, yeah. and starting to play footy, can, can I, who were your football idols as a really young kid? Who's the first sort of player you started to understand and, and start to like? Uh, well, I was a Collingwood supporter. So grandma was Collingwood, dad was Collingwood, didn't really have much choice. Um, football for me, I didn't really play it as a young kid. So it's halfway through year five when we got up there, um, met uh, obviously new friends, uh, you know, a lot of my best mates to this day. But yeah, it's a, it's a Collingwood supporter. I didn't really follow footy. Um, obviously, Nathan Buckley was a big name then. Um, I've always had number, number 17 was my first footy jumper. So Scotty Burns was actually was out of all, you know, and he, he coached us at he the did. Eagles. So uh, he was he was kind of my favorite player because he wore um, number 15. But uh, as I got to 15, 16 and started to really, um, I suppose, uh, like f- football in a sense, um, yeah, Jonathan Brown was someone that I used to watch, um, used to love watching, yeah, him and him and Rewalt. Well, you didn't miss too much there to the bona fide stars of the game. Of course, you played state footy in the 16s and 18s, so obviously <coughs> it happened pretty quick when you talk about having not really started playing footy till sort of grade five-ish. Yeah. So it happened, happened fairly fast. Uh, and what was that like? Because you're, you're, you're a country boy, you're affiliated with the East Romandle Football Club, and all of a sudden start the wheels are in motion for the 16s and 18s, which is the launch pad into the AFL system. Yeah, so and I was I was very lucky, um, I suppose, in that that pathway because East Romandle had the Shark Pack and you know development squads and we do training and you'd, you'd get asked to come down to Perth and... Um, did all that kind of, you know. Were they from, drives? Were you being driven down? Was your mum driving you? Yeah, down so they used to have kind of school holiday kind of camps and stuff for East Manor. They do some stuff up there um, and used to come down and play with them. Um, but it would probably, I think it was, so it was under, under 16. So yeah, when I was 15, um, they have a competition um, in January for, you know, over a week and a half, two weeks. They play, East Manor plays, you know, um, Peel, Claremont, like all those teams at that age. And then, from there, you get oh, – that's where the state squad's selected from. So got asked to go down in January. Um, that's peak holiday time, swimming lessons time at Horrocks. Um, Mum asked if I want to go. I said, no, nah, I don't. I want to stay. So I never went. And then so I uh, wasn't part of that, I suppose, viewing for state selectors. Didn't even think I'd be any chance to make state or anything like that. Wasn't really that fully committed, obviously, because I didn't go down for it. Um <laughs> And then that year we had um, we didn't have a 16s team in Northampton, so I had to play for Chatham Valley, but played Colts footy for for Northampton, and um, was just lucky enough. Um, Cameron Napton, uh, who was part of the state um, selection, uh, I suppose team back then, plus working with the commission, was up doing some work and was um, uh, watching us. It was at Railways, um, Railways Northampton Colts, and was playing. And he goes, "Oh, who's that kid?" And I said, "Oh, how old is he?" And you know, he's 15. So why is he? Why didn't he didn't come down? So Nappy came over, 
um, to me and mum and said, hey, I want you to come down next weekend and play for the state 20s um, against the state 16 squad. Uh, I want to see if you get selected. And mum was like, oh, yep, brilliant. What time, where? And like, I was like pulling mum's shirt and he's like, what? And I was like, ah, it's spring dance. Spring dance. Just asked this girl to go. Who'd you ask? Uh, Chanel Goldsmith. Okay. So you said yes. Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. So then I didn't want to go, um, and Mum kind of pulled me aside and just said, "Look, you need to go. I'm going to drive you down. Uh, you're going to go play in this game, and then what we'll do is we'll leave straight after, and you can come back, and you can kind of be, you know, after party." And I was like, oh, "Deal." So I went down, played for the state twenties team, and then. Um, yeah. State uh, 20s and you were Well, they had the yeah, well that was the, the state 20s country state 20s country team played against the state 16 squad. It was like a practice like yeah. a scratch match. But yeah. But how old are you? 15. 15 16 all, all the, everyone is, yeah. The 20s. Yeah, it was just there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um so yeah, so end up playing in that um team. Um was up up against like Mitch Clark in the ruck and things like that. So um yeah, and then got asked, "Oh, can you come down um, or can you stay down because it was holiday, school holiday time? Uh, can you stay down and, and train? And, um, yeah, I was oh, Mom, I don't really want to stay down, anything like that. So mum took me back, but then she brought me back the next week for another um, kind of game. Um, and, yeah, I got into the squad. And then that's where it all started. It certainly did. The All-Australian uh, uh, 18s team, uh, you went on for that, of course, yep. uh, All-Australian Championships in, in the 18s. Uh, we'll talk more about that and senior football at East Romano and then being a top four pick for Carlton in the draft. And we'll find out about the dance. And what's her name again? Chanel. We'll find out how that went as well. Inspiring sports <laughs> stories. Thanks to Baron today because little things are everything. We're chatting with West Coast Eagles Premiership superstar, one of the greatest of all time, Josh Kennett. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Chatting with Josh Kennedy, West Coast Eagles superstar, 293 games, 22 with Carlton, 271 with the West Coast, a premiership player and multiple leading goal kickers, Coleman medalist times two and all Australian. More on that shortly. So the dance, more importantly, forget about all the, the, the footy stuff. How did the dance go? Was it good? Well, no, the after party, so I missed the dance. So, yeah. Did she end up going with someone else? No, no, she didn't. She just she went by herself. You. She went by herself. And waited for you. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> Still around? Uh, I don't know where she knows. No, she moved to the UK, I think. She's on her horses. So, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'd like to hear she might be listening right now. And if you are, Chanel Goldsmith. Yes, yeah. Yeah, probably, probably married, JK. Probably. Anyway, uh, so tell us a bit about senior football as a 17-year-old down at East Romano. I'd love to know some of the players that you're rubbing shoulders with. Yeah, so uh, I was lucky enough. Well, Michael Colica was was one. Um, Michael Colica, Hawthorne Stroke West Coast. Yes, Kinky nah. Hunter. Yeah, so he's the big full forward. Yeah, so but Dave Dunbar. Uh, Dave was, Dunbar. Dave Dunbar was the lead coach. Yes, and he was. this is two thousand five. So playing Colts, Andrew Lockyer was our Colts coach. We had a pretty good uh, Colts team. Because a man from Geraldton Region himself, Northampton. Northampton. Yep, yep. So yeah, Barge was the um, was a coach, and that, I think they changed. We we had to play the first five games of Colts. They kind of won a little bit TAC um, kind of cup and 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 all that stuff, and and then we could go and play Resies or League. So played the first five games, um, and then you know a few of us um, like Ibo, um, Mitch Clark, Andrew Swallow. Um, Good group. Paddy Brother. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a, there's a fair few. Liam Anthony was in that team as well. Was Buddy Franklin playing for Perth at that time? That no, he era? no, he got drafted. He was drafted 04. 
So he was he was bottom age. Yeah, gotcha. bottom age draft. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good era for those those couple of years, wasn't it, for WA talent? You were a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from Anor, yeah, we had five that year, and um, yeah, it was a few the year after. But yeah, so it was it was it was good. Tell us how you got drafted. I want to take you back to that draft night. You go pick top four, pick to Carlton. What about the lead up to it? The chats you had, the expectation you had. Um, yeah, so uh, going through 18s. Um, yeah, you kind of uh, the draft camp. You speak to a, a few clubs, and you kind of get this sense that yeah, there's a few clubs interested in you. Um, those interviews, yeah, are quite funny with some of the coaches. Some just want to scare the absolute <laughs> out of you, <laughs> and some are pretty friendly and nice. Um, but um, but yeah, so it kind of kind of I didn't know I was I was just happy to be a part of it. And um, if I got drafted, I didn't really care where I went. I wasn't didn't want to stay home or be West Coast or Frio. Like it was just. If I get the opportunity to play somewhere, how good's that going to be? So, um, were you still <clears> rusted on Collingwood at that time? Uh, yeah, I was a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, I suppose leading into the draft, draft day, um, you kind of watch it online. It wasn't like the big thing it is these days, where it's a it's a it's a big event. Um, watched it online. Uh, internet reception wasn't that great down at uh, so the old man worked for Cabri Sweats. So Osborne Park um, had the boardroom kind of booked out seven o'clock in the morning. Um, had it up on the projector, and uh, <laughs> me and a few, or a lot of a lot of our mates that, that kind of stayed over that kind of weekend um, on the Friday night. So yeah, it was a few good family friends, a few of me good mates from um, up Jelton Northampton way, watching it. And um, yeah, obviously the names start ticking through. So there was there was Murph, um, it was uh, Daisy Thomas. Um, Xavier Ellis, and then it kind of stopped, and it was just you, you know, drafted over to Xavier Ellis. Yeah, X went pick three. Wow, yeah. how does that make you feel? <laughs> so right. Well, they had Bud and, and Ruff at all so Xavier yeah. Ellis. So I think they're going to take another tour. My injury, sadly. Yeah, he was a good player, and um, yeah. So it obviously was loading. Uh, we're sitting there, we're we're eating, um, um you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> McMuffins what you, what and what were you eating at the, McMuffins? Set. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of Maccas on board there, <laughs> hash browns everywhere, and um, phone started ringing. Um, didn't answer it. Phone started ringing. Didn't answer it. Phone started. Ringing. Why not? Oh, I don't know. It was new to phones, and there was a random number calling, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that. I'm watching the draft. Yeah, <laughs> and um, didn't put two and two together to nah, suggest it might be a football club wanting to let you know. Nah, did not even think, and uh, answered it. Yeah, it was Dennis Pagan. I said, congratulations, you drafted the Carlton. And then I looked down and then picks four to kind of picks 21, just all loaded up, and there was my name at pick four going to Carlton. So I um, said, well done, congratulations. Um, your plane's booked at 2 o'clock tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow night. And that was it. Wow. Yeah, straight into it. So, and I I just had I just had shoulder surgery as well in that lead-up. So I'd heard it during the year. Um, we played. We played in the grand final um, with East Fremantle versus Peel. Um, they knocked us off. They won. Ballantyne. Uh, yeah, Hayden was there. Um, Paul Bauer. Uh, a few of those guys. So, but um, yeah, Dennis. Yeah, had. Uh, I think he was. He was quite upset when I got over there and I was in a sling because he didn't realise. Surely they would have done their due diligence. You know, their recruiting staff and all that. No, I mean, all those days it was pretty raw. Do you think? No, uh, well. I think the story is from um, uh, from Wayne, who was recruiting. Uh, was there was they thought that, that Wayne I, Hughes, Wayne Hughes, yeah. yeah. So Hughesy, Hughesy had thought that I wouldn't be there at pick four. 
So um, thought I'd thought I'd be gone. So wow. pretty much had. I th- he tells the story. Had, had all the focus on Paddy Ryder. It's going to take. So Paddy, um, Dennis had said, "Yep, sweet." And then um, I got over there, and they were like, "It's not Paddy. Like, why why we take Josh Kennedy?" And then I was in a sling as well, and cause they hadn't told him about my shots. Actually, <laughs> I think early on he was <laughs> he's a bit annoyed that we used pick four on a, a busted shoulder kid. <laughs> Uh, can you, me- you remember walking into the football club for the first time? <clears throat> Just rolling to training. So you roll in that first day um, at training and, yeah, first people kind of I saw was, you know, there's Anthony Kudafides, there's Brendan Favola, uh, Matty Lappin, Lance Whitnell, Nick Stevens. It was just like, what the hell? Princess Park, you know, the history in, uh, of Carlton and walking in and I suppose pulling up a locker, yeah, with number five um, next to my good mate now, Luke Livingston. Um, looking around and just gobsmacked. Couldn't believe I was there. Could not believe I was there. So you make your debut, round six, 2006. You're going to go through my stats? You didn't hit the scoreboard, I know that. <laughs> you had three disposals. You laid one tackle. Yep. Good tackle, but. <laughs> you had a few clangers <laughs> uh, and you lost. To oh, well, I think I had three clangers. Did I have three clangers? Yeah, yeah. Three touches, three clangers. Yeah. I can run you through them if you want. <laughs> Did you think to yourself, what were you thinking then and what was Dennis Pagan's reaction? Can you recall his reaction? Uh, what, after the game? Yeah. <laughs> thinking, what the hell have we done here? Yeah. Murph obviously came straight onto the blocks and picked number one and it was playing, you know, every week and and all that. Then I, obviously I was building up for my shoulder and played a little bit of um, with Bull Ants and um, obviously the team wasn't going um, that well. So, yeah, obviously got my chance. It got better. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But Next yeah. week you play Essendon. Yep, kick me first goal. You remember, yeah. when you, think, you remember uh, what stage of the game that was? Uh, n- After half time, midway through the third quarter. Is that what it was? Is it 12 quarter. minutes? Oh, there you go, you got the stat. Yeah, Fed had a day out, I think. Fed played a good game that day. Yeah, he kicked eight. Yes. I'm pretty sure he kicked eight. Is that the day he kicked eight? Yeah, I think he might have a, got a, a bag. I'll, uh, I'll confirm that with you. But uh, the bottom line into that was, gee, that's a big step up from the boy from... Northampton, yeah. the two first AFL games against Collingwood and, and Essendon. Essendon. Both, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a whirlwind, yeah. And I suppose coming from Northampton to Perth was a big jump for me. And then, um, and then uh, yeah, going from yeah, Perth to Melbourne was, mm. is another big step, yeah. Um, but having the chance to come back home into Perth, a bit more slower, um, obviously having access to the, you know, being back up home in the country, yeah. I, I think I like that a lot better. We'll talk to you about returning home because it is one of the famous trades of all time. The one that saw Chris Judd leave Perth and the boat called Kennedy comes back and it's a, it's a common chat around pubs. Who got the best part of the trade? We'll find out your thoughts. We're talking to Josh Kennedy, AFL superstar, premiership player and multiple uh, goal, leading goal kicker at West Coast. And didn't have a lot of success at Carlton, just played in the three winning games in his 22, but a lot more success when he returned to Perth. This is Inspiring Stories, thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments, because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments, because the little things are everything. Josh Kennedy is in, thanks to Baron today, because the little things are everything. Uh, JK, you end up coming back to Perth, and it's the well-talked-about trade. But some say the reluctant trade. Judd says, I want to be with my family. They go, all right, West Coast go, well, we'll try and get Josh Kennedy. What was your first thoughts? Uh, well, no, I was contracted for two years. Um, 
love the current footy club, made some really good friends over the time. Um, whether coming from country footy or Northampton, I just wanted to be a one-club player. You know, you always want that. Uh, whoosh. Where were you when the phone rang? Is this, is this true when you were hearing all the talk that you were some, some top, top of some... Shack. Shack with yeah. trying to get reception and you're holding your phone up or the aerial up. Or yeah. Tell us that story. Manager rings me and um, says, oh, mate, uh, West Coast might want to get in contact with you. You need to be near your phone this way. And I said, oh, well, I'm going out and reception. My mate's got a satellite phone. Here's the number. Let me know what goes on. But um, I didn't really think much of it. So we're out fishing. And then, yeah, so I was just, you know, every couple of hours I'd jump on top of the shack just because that's where you get reception, just to see the phone pinged off. And... Yeah, Wayne, um, your manager, uh, yeah, texted me Sunday morning and said, hey, Wush wants to give you a call. I need to get back into Geraldton and um, he wants to talk to you. So, yeah, that conversation happened in Geraldton at mum's house um, in my sister's room on the phone to, to John Warsfold um, asking me to come down. And I was like, oh, mate, I, I don't want to be a part of this trade. I want to stay at Carlton. I've got two years there. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not going to come down and look at the club. And uh, it was probably the last time I... I Ever said no to John Mossfold because he was pretty persuasive. Major debut round six against the Bulldogs in 2008 at the Dockland. So you're yep. going back to Melbourne again and you got absolutely smashed. Smashed, yep, absolutely smashed. So, how are you enjoying AFL at this point? <laughs> Won too many games. So, obviously, Wooden Spoon at Carlton winning three games out of 22, um, finally start playing. I suppose with the Eagles, who had, you know, 05, 06, 07, um, obviously the prelim, and that's when I came over. So um, I was thinking I was going to get a few more wins, and, yeah, it didn't really go too well those first few years. No. Uh, I thought I was a jinx. You played one – you played seven games in 2008 and yep. won one game. Yep. You played 16 games in 2009 and won six games. Yep. In 2010, you won four games in, yes. out of 22 and then 2011, let's get there because this is the start of the renaissance. Yeah, so um, I suppose coming in, uh, you know, eight, a um, bit of stuff going on outside of the club um, and Glassy takes over as captain. Woosh obviously had, you know, set the standards that he wanted to um, uh, kind of have moving forward in the group. We had a, we had some really good older players but also some some, some younger, um, uh, some younger guys coming through and, yeah, had this vision that uh, for us to become es- experts at what we do, um, you know, you got to start as a novice. And when you start learning something, you go backwards and you keep learning, you keep learning, you're putting the time and commitment. Then there's this sharp spike. He always showed this graph. Uh, graph, And um, you kind of look at it and just go, what's he talking about? This is ridiculous. But kind of stuck at it, I suppose, those years. 2010, there was the big dip. It was, you know, we're doing all this work and then bang. Four, we lost a few just under a kick, um, but still, bottom of the ladder, another wooden spoon for me. So there's two wooden spoons. I'm thinking, oh, I've got to stop playing footy. And then uh, I suppose at the time, a lot of us were 20, you know, three, 24, kind of coming into that stage, yeah, I suppose, maturing with our bodies. And, yeah, look, we had a really good pre-season. In 2011, there was that big spike, made a prelim, and it was um, rode the wave, I suppose, of that year. Uh, I was pretty naive to, you know, getting to a prelim, how hard it is. And, you know, my first final series, it was like, oh, how good is this? Footy's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it was a good year, 2011. It certainly was. And I want to take you to one game in particular, and we talk of the round nine fixture. So you're 75 games into your career. You kick 10 against the Bulldogs. Yep. In the last quarter, West Coast kicked 
10 goals or 11 goals in the last quarter, scoreless the Bulldogs, and you win by 20 goals. Yep. Was that just a penny drop moment? Was that just a moment that you thought, okay, now I think I can do this at this level? I know you'd played good yeah, games yeah. prior to that, but was that one of the best games you'd played in? Yeah, 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 100%. So I think for me, there's always been a fair bit of self-doubt early on, um, you know, not winning many games, not really getting touches early on in my career. Um uh, I think the most I'd kicked, well, I kicked six against Hawthorne, I think, maybe. And, um, you know, I was pretty chuffed about that. And they were two, three Brownlow medal games too. You had the six against Hawthorne and the three against, and, the, and yeah. the 10 against the Bulldogs. They were your first votes, I think, in Brownlow and you picked up more first threes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, um, yeah, that game, yeah, just kind of things unfolding. And, um, yeah, you kick, kick one, kick two, kick three. Um, and then... Um, yeah, kind of getting towards the back end. I remember I kicked, I kicked my seventh, and yeah, Mark Lacrosse said, "We're getting you ten today. We're getting you 10. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Whatever," you know what I mean? Like the game's just unfolding. And but yeah, was just in the right positions at the right time. Boys started looking for me, and yeah, um, obviously to go through and kick that tenth, um, it was something that I will never forget. It was unbelievable. Cox, the flick down, Ebert, the beneficiary, gang tackled. And gets free somehow. Got a handball up. Lacroix. Kennedy's lurking. He's on the move. And he's got downfield it. Free. It's a mark on downfield. Doesn't matter. For number 10. It'll be a long launch from outside 50. A hush falls over Patterson Stadium. The crowd sense the moment. The stutter steps. The big long Take ball. One. Number 10. It's a thing of beauty. Oh. Josh Kennedy, our guest. Let's take go forward then and just touch on a couple of things. You played in the grand final in 2015 against Hawthorne. Um, it was a lean day on the scoreboard for the team and yourself. What did you learn out of 2015 that you took into 2018? Um, a little bit about, I suppose, the week and the lead up, um, the preparation that's needed. Um, I think in 15 as well for us, having a plan B, so to speak, when, you know, you got your strengths. Um, you know how you want to play. This is if we play like this on any given day, we're going to win. Um, but then when you get a bit of a spanner in the work, how do you deal with that? How do you go through those? I suppose those motions. And yeah, 15, you know, was a shocker for all of us. For me, I didn't kick goal. Um, Common medal um, that year. Um, obviously, it's about kicking goals. And you get to the big stage, lose a grand final, getting pumped, and I don't even um, have a shot. So um, or don't even kick goal. So it was. Um, yeah, it was quite uh, distraught, I think, for me moving on. And it's just, yeah, it was devastated. Um, but, you know, you take a lot of that. You learn from it. Um, I was thinking, oh, we're going to be in a grand final next year. It's easy. We'll get back here. And that's when I realised how hard it, how hard it bloody is to get there. Um, final series, we got knocked out 16 by Bulldogs. Yep. 17 by um, GWS, second semi. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, 18, uh, we finally get a chance to have a home prelim and, and into a grand final. We're going to talk more about that uh, premiership of 2018, which wasn't a great season for you uh, game-wise. You only played the 14 games. You've we'll, we'll you, played in 13 wins, if I remember rightly, that year, including the premiership. Yeah. Injury? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we won, I think we won like 12 games in a row or whatever it was. We, or we lost the first two or one or whatever it was, and then we, we'd won... 10 on the row or whatever, and um, playing, going in, uh, to play Sydney, um, over in Sydney, um, playing through, and then, yeah, uh, Rampy went to tackle me, and his knee came straight into the kind of top ridge of my right knee and cracked, um, yeah, cracked my leg bones. So I had a, had a fracture in there. Um, ran off, um, as you do, you're like, Doc, just fix it. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I said, just jab it. Just jab it. And he goes, I don't know if we can jab it. It might be broken. And I said, no, nah, I think it's just a corky. It's something around there. Just 
jab it. So he went in there, um, obviously jabbed it, and um, felt all right. I was like, oh, beautiful, can't feel it. And then uh, as I was just about to run on, my whole right foot went numb, couldn't feel it, couldn't really lift it up. So I'm running on the field with this floppy foot. With floppy foot. I had a shot in the last quarter, and I missed it, and – just I was spewing, and we lost. We lost that game, and then um, I was out for six weeks, and then tried to come back for a couple. Um, was still really sore. Sat down with uh, Warren Coford and said, "I'm not too sure if I can keep going through like with this because it's just too sore." And um, so he shut me down. We kind of knew we were going to be in the finals chance. Didn't really know we we're going to finish top two. And yeah, I pretty much had a two-week preseason. Did nothing um, right up until two weeks before that first final. We're going to talk about that grand final. We're going to talk about Northampton grand final. And we're going to talk about some of your favourite players you played with and against, favourite coaches, and a bit of business too. You've been very strong in the business community and doing some great things as well. Josh Kennedy is our inspiring sports story. Thanks to Baron today because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEN. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. The boy from the bush, Northampton, has a decorated career, of course. Multiple, multiple leading goal cricket at West Coast Eagles. Played with two clubs, including a two-year stint with Carlton. But, of course, it was a premiership of the West Coast Eagles in 2018, which is the piece de resistance. Is it just the best thing ever? Oh, yeah. it's. Um, I suppose when you work towards something, you... You're trying to be the best player you can be. Um, you want to be part of team success and, you know, for the footy club, for the fans, you know, it's, to be able to get to a grand final is pretty cool. But then, you know, to hear that final siren going and, yeah, you know, you're on the winning side, it was it was pretty nice, especially after 15. Now, where were you, and we can all look at the vision, but where yep. were you when Dom Sheed slots the goal? 2.29 remaining. Sheed's too long. Maynard can't get there. Sheed, did he play on? Did he take a step? If he kicks the goal, I think West Coast can win the grand final. Sheed from the boundary. Needs to be inch perfect. He is. He's got the most impossible goal. They've got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the eagle has landed. The in 2018. So I was kind of running down um, as he was going to, my, as that play unfolded, um, and Dommy marked it. I was, yeah, kind of uh, on the other side of the 50, so other side. So getting set up, um, he was going back. I thought he was going to snap it. I was, I remember clearly in my head. I was like, why isn't Dommy going to snap this? It's ridiculous. Like. He was going back off his line, uh, but I was just setting everyone up. So just making sure we were covered just in case Dommy kicked the point. Obviously, point went, uh, goal went through, and, yeah, I sprinted straight over. And, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. The crowd was uh, – the Collingwood supporters right next to him were <laughs> giving it to him. Some were just clapping him, going, like, I can't believe you just kicked that. Um, and then from there, yeah, we kind of went into um, shut, the ga- uh, shut the game down. We, there was still a good couple of minutes to mm. go. Mm. Wasn't the six 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 rule, so you could just flood back. So yeah, we had. Yeah, he got in the way, didn't he? I think. Well, oh, this is as the yeah, as the play unfolded, but centre bit next centre bounce. We just had our wingers back, and you know forwards up, and <laughs> so there was. So forward of the, I suppose the centre square was just me and me and JD. So there's just two of us there. So, um, kind of trying to have enough numbers around, and uh, Cripper ended up winning it kind of around that stoppage. I got the ball out in the wing, and. Um, 
kicked it on to um, Dommy and Boots. Uh, mate, I nearly got it. And um, uh, then kicked it to Jack. And Jack dropped that sitter. That chest mark. <laughs> oh. Oh. Had a chance to actually ice the game. Oh, lucky, yeah. Lucky Junior Rioli came through and uh, ended up, it went over the line. Um, and obviously there was a, there was a point. Um, but, oh, man. Um, and then, yeah, kind of play is unfolding. Boots um, ends up taking that mark, you know, 70 out and he goes, I'm going to take my 30 seconds, have a shot, dropped us down in the pocket and we get a stoppage um, that eventually goes out of bounds. And that's when I saw AJ runner running out and he's got his hands up. It's 10 seconds, 10 seconds. And I was like, oh. so I started counting. It was a 10, nine ball comes in forward stoppage. Pendlebury grabs it. He kicks it and um, he obviously pushes it forward. Yoey's there. So Yoey kind of just grabs it. Obviously snaps it back in, but he had Stevenson, Varco, Majacek all running flat, flat out. If that was a little smother, at Scoey, you know, it was under Goey in the in the goal square. I, I love Scoey, but I don't think he would have he would have been able to stop those three running straight through an open to an open goal. So, um, gets it through. Um, Masto and Redden are there, uh, kind of locking the ball in. Redden tries to get another touch, and he bloody handballs it up. And in my head, I stopped counting at about four seconds, and then it was like the ball's right there. There's a lot happening in this last ten seconds, hey, John. It was unbelievable. <laughs> And then Masto jumps on it and he just locks that ball down and then the siren goes. And I just turned to the sky, uh, screamed as loud as I could and I was like, where's me mate? Where's Lekka? And then he was right there and he jumped straight on me and we just, yeah, we were just hugging on the, on, on the MCG that day. It was beautiful. I know you're at a footy club and you, you know, you make mates, but when the siren sounds and you become premiership teammates, mm. not grand final teammates, premiership teammates, does the world change? Um, oh, all the guys you play footy with, you know, you have your really good mates, you know, guys that you, you enjoy their company. But I think for us as a, as a team, yeah, the premiership teammate thing is something we'll have forever. And, you know, Wush used to speak about it. Um, Simo used to speak about it and you never really understood it until, until now. Yeah. So all 22 of us that played in, in that game, you know, have got something special that will Catch up, reminisce, talk about, probably inflate the stories that go on. <laughs> I like a scoey if you listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just medalist having those Schofield. having those events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, your grandma, as you mentioned, yep, was Collingwood. She was. Yeah. So did she? Is it true that underneath her jacket she had yeah, a Collingwood scarf? Scarf yeah. and a badge. She didn't want to come. Yeah. So she didn't want to come. Uh, I was just um, over 30. Um, I said to her, look, I don't know if I'm going to get another chance to get back to a grand final ever. And so, but she didn't want to come. Dad persuaded her to come down, which was great. Um, yeah, she had a Collingwood scarf on. Or a jacket, she had a little Josh Kennedy badge. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think the day was going to be a win-win for her, whether we won or Collingwood won. Brilliant. And the memories will live on. Now, quick fire questions for you. Favourite teammate? Oh. <sighs> I know it's hard. I know it's hard. You've got to stop picking your favourite kid. But you, uh, I think the best chemistry I had with a player would be Mark Okay. And, you, yep. and you're still good. And Luke Shuey's going to hate me saying that. Right. And you're good mates with Shannon Hearn, Bungies, who are top of guys, isn't he? Yep, 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 yep. All righty. Toughest opponent? Who's the guy when you'd walk out on the ground and go, oh, well, uh, Luke McFarlane. Yeah. Played on a lot of tough players, but Luke McFarlane was, was the hardest yeah, Why? player. Why? Uh, smart? He would sit off you and you feel like you have that much room. And I was never really quick. So when I got space, I was like, oh, who is this? But he was really a lot quicker than me. He'd be able to get a, a kind of spoil in. If the ball was just that little bit high, he'd take a hanger on your head. He could really jump. Um, but then he, he didn't care about touching the footy. It was just you were his focus for 
120 minutes of footy, and no matter where you were, he was right there with you. And that's what absolutely – because usually when play on folds and backwards these days, they get that chance to go off and take a mark or run. He didn't do that. He just locked you down. Non-premiership moment. What's one of the, the, the footy moments? doesn't have to be during a game. Just give me a, um, just give me a footy moment that you, that you recall that you loved reminiscing over or, or ticked a few boxes for you. Uh, probably first final series, 2011. It's a footy moment. Um, Collingwood, uh, I'm not Collingwood, uh, Carlton, second semi. Um, I'd left, uh, Jody had gone, Carlton had started to progress and play finals. We're doing well. We weren't doing too well, obviously coming off a wooden spoon. Um, and that was that one kind of stage where we just, we just went that little bit further than, than what Carlton were doing. So I'll always remember that moment. Uh, how do you deal with that? We, we chatted about you, you coming to West Coast and then Juddy going to Carlton. Do you do, do you get asked and do you think, well, I won a flag and Juddy didn't? Uh, from oh, no, no. Like, from, from that Carlton swap, no, he'd won a flag, obviously. Yeah, that. yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think you can, Both you can kind of compare okay? it. Oh, mate, he, was the, he is an unbelievable player, one of the best players that has ever played AFL. And he flattered yeah. that you were... When you look back at it, are you flattered now that you were the player that swapped for Chris Judd to go back and do his thing for Carlton and you playing a premiership in WA? Was I flat? Am I flat? Flattered. Oh, flattered. flattered by it. Oh, <laughs> flattered I am now. Yeah, yeah, You're exactly. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just glad that um, I actually did something in my career because if it all fizzled out, it would have been a... Very good yeah, point you made, Josh. Yeah, so I was just lucky in that sense. Uh, uh, Josh, can I talk about business? You've done it all. You don't, you don't know. Okay, so, so you, you, you make gin. Yep. You've got a gin yeah, company? Beyond, beyond Distilling, yep. Beyond Distilling. Mm-hmm. You had um, JK Removals. Yeah, so we we started JK Removals, um, just getting removals back in 2010, I think. So, I still yeah. see the truck driving around. They bought your name, did they? Yeah, so I sold that in 2014. So um, it's still there's still a few trucks getting around, yeah. but I've, I've got nothing to, no, nothing no. to do with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you had... Uh, a bed shed or yeah, or so JK's part of the delivery process of a mattress store, yeah, came up for sale. So me and my business partner bought that. So we had a mattress store for a bit. And You've had float tanks, yes. Got Beyond Rest in Wembley. Still got so, that, yes. Yeah, still there. Yep. Yeah. What else you got? What else you been doing? With your money. Uh, you love business. You love business. I know. And I've always, I've always enjoyed it. I'd, I'd, oh, you've got your labour services as yeah, well. Yeah, so CCWA is our labour um, service, um, labour hire service. So that's been really good. That's been a more of a transition um, kind of worked day-to-day kind of stuff. So um, been very interesting over the last few years and uh, being involved with that and um, I suppose now in the real world and, and working, it's, it's been pretty cool. So you find that um, that mix of footy, business, using your name clearly is important? Yeah. You've, you've created uh, that? Um, yeah, I think for me, I just wanted – so I did – so I did – I wanted to get a trade um, when I first came out of school. So I wanted to um, – I did a cabinet maker apprenticeship for the first six, seven years um, of my um, – of while I was playing and then um, uh, completed that and then kind of went into a little bit of business, um, did that till 2014, but – the balance was overriding my playing, and you know that was the that's the trade off. It's good to have something outside, but you know footy's your number one. And um, I remember Craig Wazzo coming to me and just saying, "Look, mate, I think it's time that you just focus on footy." And that was 2014, so I sold up. I uh, didn't have any businesses. Um, 2015 was, you know, obviously the year I won the gold medal and everything. And the, I suppose it shows, yeah. It, and Josh, you are a family man. You're back up in Northampton. You do get down to Perth every now and then through work and the likes, but. Um, the piece, uh, the the moment that you have spoken about so glowingly is playing in a premiership for the Northampton Rams. Uh, yep. You went back and you played. You played two games. Three. Uh, three. No games. Three games. 
You played three games. <laughs> you played in a premiership with Harry Taylor. Yep. And your mates. Yeah, it was um, oh, something that's uh, it's quite special. It's funny people go, oh, "What's what's better, the 18 or you know, back home?" I, it's very hard to compare. But the town in 2004, um, 19 years since we'd won one, um, I didn't get selected for that 04 team. So I was year 12. Did did I was playing state, kind of in and out, uh, made into the grand final. And yeah, I remember uh, Chris Sullivan at the time, uh, the coach, and and obviously the the captain uh, Grant Tickle said, um, oh, "Mate, you're young. We're not going to play tomorrow." But um, there's plenty of time with Northampton. We're going to play playing finals and grand finals. Um, but, yeah, I ended up uh, moving to Perth at the end of that year and, um, yeah, missed out. So to come back and, yeah, it's been 19 years since that one, um, which I could have had a chance to play in. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. All the kids I grew up with, I was a kid, but the younger kids, they're all in their kind of mid-20s now. They're all playing, um, the whole town getting around um, everyone. It's Yeah, it was pretty cool. A massive career, a massive list of achievements. Have you got a pool room? Do you put all the stuff up or is it tucked away in a shed somewhere? Uh, Lauren, yeah, won't, doesn't like any of the stuff up. But I do have my office downstairs. It's kind of like my little man cave set up. So I've started to get a few things out, but um, but I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. You just have a night. You get the boys around for a beer and you've got like a, a jumper or a, a trophy or something sitting there. You know, it's, yeah. A bit weird. Well-deserved. A great career and inspiring story for the boy from the bush who travelled around to Townsville, Canberra, a bit of Melbourne taste, of course, Northampton, went to Carlton, came back. It's been a journey. Uh, you've now settled beautifully back in your hometown of Northampton, but uh, a wonderful career, and we appreciate you uh, chatting with us and inspiring stories today. Thank you. There he is, Josh Kennedy, bona fide superstar of the game. Inspiring sports stories, thanks to Baron O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything.